Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I'm Jamie and on today's episode I'm talking to sex positive writer Beth Ashley about vaginismus, which I'm not sure I'd heard of before. Uh, so yeah, we're talking all about vaginismus and what it is uh, and I'm also talking to a friend about fucking your friends and why that is a great idea as long as things are, you know, talked about properly and all that stuff. Fucking your friends. What do you think? Is it a good idea? Not a good idea? Don't know. See what you think after this. Um, let me know what you think on the Instagram and Twitter, all that good stuff. Please leave us a review. It really, really helps um, on iTunes and, I don't know, other places where you can probably leave reviews. Not really sure how it works. And, yeah, I hope you enjoy. Love you. Bye. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? It's going good, thanks. How's it going yeah. with you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm settling into lockdown now. I feel like I feel like I'm in, you know? Like I've got my nest. <laughs> yeah. I've got my food in. I feel good now. I'm, I'm, I'm here I for the next four years. I'm, I'm covered, yeah. So, yeah, you wanted to come on and talk about uh, what you claim is your favourite pastime. Yeah. <laughs> which is fucking <laughs> friends. Exactly. Exactly what do you, that. What do you mean by that? Do you want to give me a summary? So I've had a lot of people like have stigma around it and mm. ask me why I think it's okay to sleep with my friends. And yeah. I think, well, why isn't it okay to sleep with your friends? Mm. If you're comfortable with someone, which a friend is probably someone that you're going to be comfortable with. Yeah. That person knows you, you're comfortable with them. You're two consenting adults. Mm. What's wrong with it? Like, yeah. I think sex with a friend is probably going to be one of the best sexual experiences that you have mm. because of that connection, because of that comfort. Like they've took the time and the friendship to learn about you. Mm. So you're going to have good fucking sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know, uh, I know what the first kind of um, thing that would pop up in people's minds who wouldn't necessarily agree with this uh, mm. is the word feelings. So how, what do you think about that? Like, so I, I think most people would see like, yeah, fucking friends is great, but eventually it leads to feelings, right? And someone's, someone's going to get hurt is what they'll say. Not necessarily. Like, I think you're more likely to get that if you get a fuck buddy that's a stranger. Like, if you meet somebody off Tinder and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not down for anything serious. I think somebody's more likely to get hurt in that sense. But if you're two friends, just openly communicate. Like, if you feel like that's something that's going to happen, don't do it. Yeah. But if you and your friend can be like, yeah, we're sexually attracted to each other. Yeah, we think it's going to be a good time. If you've got the communication and the maturity behind it, I think it's not a problem. Yeah. In my opinion. That is definitely key. Yeah, it's communication and maturity and kind of like knowing, I guess, like what it is. Um, mm. Because I think a lot of people and definitely it's definitely how kind of society teaches us. I think um, a lot of yeah. people think that sex is a sign of a relationship or like some kind of connection or whatever but sometimes yeah, it can just be like be. mutual masturbation I guess <laughs> yeah. um yeah and I think it's about knowing if you're kind of if you're kind of capable of that um of keeping Absolutely. it at that right because I know not everyone yeah. is 
And I know that I've definitely made the mistake before in the years of like having sex with a friend and being like, well, having sex with anyone and being like, yeah, it's just, it's just sex. It's just fun. It's going to be good. And then it's like, oh, actually, I quite like this. And I actually want to talk to them a bit. And I (laughs) don't want to leave immediately after. Yeah. Um, So it it is a gray area. And I know that probably. I'd say two years ago, I thought I was a bit of a pro with it. Of mm. like, yeah, we can friends can just fuck. It's fine. It's just like a thing. Uh, and and uh, feelings did pop up um, yeah. on my side, on their side, and they weren't, you know, either or, or they weren't communicated properly. Um, and it led to like me losing friends. Which yeah, so that's think, the problem. Yeah, like if you don't communicate it, that's when it gets tricky. It's not the sex that makes it tricky. It's the lack of communication. Yeah. It's a good way of seeing, actually, yeah. Yeah, like, sex is fun. People, well, most people, like sex. So why why the hell not? Yeah. Communicate it. Yeah, I think um, you and I probably fall into this category, if uh, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, but I feel like I'm I'm right. Uh, (laughs) We we see sex as a hobby. Like, it's a fun kind of pastime, and we're able to kind of detach, you know, deep feelings from it and just have fun with it which is cool, but not everyone can do that. And to some yeah. people, sex is like a very, you know, meaningful thing and, and, and quite a big deal to have sex with someone, which is also cool. Yeah. That's really cool. But it's, to me, it's like two different types of sex. So there's the sex as the hobby. And then if I met somebody that I was in love with, there'd be the meaningful kind of sex. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a switch? Yeah. Um, those two things. Yeah, like I could be in a relationship with somebody and be like, yeah, this is meaningful sex, it's a connection, rah, rah, rah. But then when I'm not, when I'm single, I'd rather have sex with my friends than have sex with random strangers because okay, yeah, I know it's going to be good or <laughs> at least yeah, yeah. think it's going to be good. Yeah. And it can be like a regular thing. Yeah, so how how would you kind of deal with that so say say you've had like a period of being single right and you've slept with a few mm-hmm. friends and it's and it's all gone really well there's not been any mm-hmm. complications it's just been really fun and nice and then you get a partner in my experience of that it's quite common for the partner to be jealous of those friends yeah. even if you say like it's not happening anymore and it was just a physical thing it still causes problems um i've been in that situation many times <laughs> same <laughs> same yeah. um my last relationship was very much like that and it got to a point where I'd have a male friend and they'd be like have you slept with them yeah like well what does it matter if I have because at this point in time I'm with you so that's something that you have to work on not me not my friends at least I've been honest and been like yeah this is so and so we've slept together I've told you about it if you want to take it on yourself to make that a problem that then shows their lack of maturity, I think. So it's yeah. again just being with somebody that can be mature about it, communicate it and handle it. Yeah, yeah, it is tricky. It's a tricky thing to to navigate. But yeah, you're right. Um, I think I've I've sort of, I was a bit apprehensive bringing you on to talk about this, if I'm honest, because <laughs> like a, a, probably a year or two ago, I was a big like supporter of this, of like, mm. you know, you can fuck your friends and you can make friends out of like Tinder hookups and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I think I'm on the podcast talking about it as well, like about how I think it's a really good thing. But it's led to a lot of problems for me in the last year. Um, and I've lost loads of friends because of it, because of things like, I guess, like unrequired feelings coming up or yeah. um, jealousy. I've had relationships sort of suffer because of it, um, because they don't believe that like sex can just be switched off. 
Um, like if you've had sex with someone, it means that you must always want to have sex with them forever. Um, yeah, but that's not how it works. No, <laughs> not, not how it works for some people. No, no, definitely. I think it seems like you and I are on the same page with that. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon, <fun. laughs> um, I feel like yeah. if somebody's going to leave your life because of your life choices then goodbye because yeah you, you're clearly not supposed to be in my life yeah which is easier said than done somebody. but yeah. I agree I do agree with you yeah you're right um it, it's hard but don't change yourself for somebody like if they can't deal with it yeah well yeah 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 no you are right it takes a lot to learn that i think that's a recent thing for me to have like my bar has been put quite high now for letting people into my life but the reason that's happened is because of mistakes i've made and big mistakes i've made have been sleeping with friends i think and i'm not saying that you know we shouldn't do it i think it can be done very healthily um, mm. but you definitely have to l- probably learn how to do it. You have to communicate really well because I know I didn't, yeah. I sort of just thought like, well, in my head, this is just a physical act and it's fine. Like we can fuck and then it's, and then we're friends again and nothing's changed Yeah, and that's all well and good. But if you don't communicate it, like I didn't on a couple of occasions, um, then, you know, some feelings might pop up and they don't get dealt with. And then all of a sudden it's a big like thing, you know, it's a jealousy thing or whatever. I think it's about picking the right friend as well. Yeah. So like, it definitely has to be a friend that has the same mentality as you. Cause I've had friends before who are like, oh, I don't want to do it cause it'll mess up the friendship. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to force you cause yeah. I'm not that kind of person, but yeah. just know on my part, I wouldn't let anything happen to make it awkward to ruin a friendship. But if you feel like it would, then you're not the correct person to be doing this with. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's it's all based on communication again. It is, yeah. It it's based on communication, a bit of trust and, and a bit of leap of faith, to be honest, because yeah. I've heard that, like the conversation you just had there, I've had that with friends in the past and it's been like, oh, cool, okay. They're on the same page as me then, we can do this. And it's it's turned messy. Um, so, it's, yeah. Honesty is a big thing as well. Like, yeah. don't lie to get the sex and say that you're going to be okay with it if any inkling is telling you you're not going to be okay with it. Yeah. Go with the inkling. Yeah, 100%, definitely. um, I think it ties into um, the world of like threesomes and group sex a lot as well, because especially in lockdown, I know a lot of threesomes that have happened with friends, um, you know, because they're kind of their housemates or they're in like social bubbles, you know, and and they've like, they've, they've slept with, you know, friends and friends, boyfriends and stuff. And when they tell me about it, it's like, oh, that sounds cool. That's really progressive of you. Nice. I'm really proud that you're doing that. Um, I'm glad you're having a good lockdown. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great lockdown. That's how you fucking do lockdown. (laughs) Um, You have like, yeah, uh, support bubble orgies. Um, But uh, every single one of them uh, has ended badly, like horrifically. Like really badly um and which is a shame because you know it sounds like a pretty good setup if you can pull it off it does it sounds like a good time yeah but um they've all ended really badly and, and like friends have been lost because of it you know uh, and that's just in the last like six months i'm thinking about stories i've heard um you know I, and then before lockdown it happened to me you know a bunch of friends uh so it doesn't matter like well it feels i sound very jaded okay i sound very jaded <laughs> because i'm going through a shit time with this right now uh and i'm definitely on record like two years ago being like yeah fuck all I your friends it. it's great yeah um but it's, it's about like when we say about being honest it's about being honest with the other person but it's also about being honest with yourself and being aware of like yeah. what the, what effect this might have on you because yeah emotion well even 
emotional like you know spiritual connection sex can happen between friends and it not get messy mm. but you know it's hard it's a hard thing to navigate it's not impossible and i highly encourage everyone to try and figure that out figure out how yeah. to do it but it's fucking hard man <laughs> it is like don't get me wrong in the past there's been friends that i've slept with and it has ended up in a loss of friendship like yep. i have absolutely been down that road i've been down the road where they've got feelings i've got feelings yeah same but I've learned from it and I've grown from it. And now I'm very much in a position where I know what I'm doing to an extent, I guess. And I know when to spot when somebody's not being honest with it as well. Like, I don't know. It's like a superpower now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not ready to fuck me yet. We'll yeah. just stay friends. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Other friends where I'm like, yeah, we can fuck and we can have other people around in a circle and be friends in public. Yeah. And then after they've all gone, go upstairs, fuck, go sleep, wake up. And it's like, nothing's happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's I the just dream. That. Yeah. But I mean, it sounds like, it. <laughs> you, yeah, you're living the dream. It sounds like you sort of went through a few mistakes to figure that out. Right. Which is, yeah, yeah that's what learning is. <laughs> it took a few mistakes, a longer relationship, and yeah. then becoming comfortable with myself yeah. because I also know I'm in no position to get into a relationship right now. Like yeah. if I did, it would be unhealthy and it would be toxic, but I'm in a position where I still like sex and I still want to yeah. have sex. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a powerful thing to know, like what's right for you right now. It's yeah. a really powerful thing and really hard to get to, but it's something, oh, we, should all, it's something we should all strive for, I think. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we've come back around to, honesty communication yeah <laughs> and, it's all a yeah, journey <laughs> don't lie your way into having sex with a friend in fact don't lie your way into having sex ever <laughs> exactly don't lie. just don't lie don't, don't lie <laughs> shouldn't be a thing <laughs> hey beth hi jamie how's it going it's going okay um all lockdowns considered. <laughs> <laughs> All lockdowns is, yeah. We're yeah. now in like lockdown version three, I think. Is it three? Is it version three or is it like part nine of the same lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. time it's personal. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, let's uh, let's try not to think about that too much. I know that like a lot of people were struggling. I, I, I was sort of like, oh, yeah, another lockdown's happening. Cool. Um, it was all announced last night. And uh, a lot of people were like, no, <laughs> they, thought, they thought they were close to the end. I guess maybe I'm too nihilistic to have thought that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, pessimism saved you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to chat to you about um, an article that you wrote um, quite a while ago now actually because we've we've taken too long to uh to actually hook up and talk about this we have we've been really bad yeah yeah <laughs> we fixed it we're here now yeah. um yeah so i want to talk to you about uh vaginismus which we yeah. think we're pronouncing right we're going to pretend like we are yeah we think so it's yeah vagina christmas is the reference we're going on <laughs> So the, this is the article I wrote for Restless. The yeah. um, what the fuck is for blah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> See, It's really hard to say and pronounce. Yeah. Um, God, I did write that a long time ago now. Yeah. Was summer, wasn't it? In yeah, one of the other yeah. many lockdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to give us a summary of what vaginismus is or what the fuck vaginismus is? <laughs> it is. Um, so unfortunately, like many um, illnesses, disorders, dysfunctions that um, are 
affecting people with vaginas it's extremely under researched and i don't think people really understand it that well and those that do have a huge understanding of it it's still limited because we can only go off what you know doctors and scientists have offered us but it's essentially um the main symptom is an automatic reaction where your vaginal muscles tighten up when Mm. penetration is attempted um it's quite individual Uh, a lot of people describe different experiences of it but that's the kind of main uh theme when i was first researching it a lot of the main sort of story was that it made sex really really difficult but that's not something that happens to everyone um it can be any sort of insertion that counts as penetration um but obviously you wouldn't think to call it penetration and that's stuff like um putting in tampons and uh things like that so you basically have trouble with um entrance because your muscles are contracting around it when you're trying to attempt that so yeah it can affect sex it doesn't for everybody but that's the main kind of definition of it for some people it's connected to anxiety and it used to be said that that was the only connection but there are a lot of people who claim to have this and have absolutely no affiliation with that and anxiety or any sort of phobia or anything so it could be that it's just such an underlying mental issue that they don't know it's there or it could be that it is actually just a physical dysfunction as well and we just haven't um really researched around that kind of element yet Mm. who knows Um, it's it's similar to like um endometrius and uh pmdd there's just not enough information out there on it and that's why it's so important to try and drive people to do more research yeah it it definitely feels like it falls into the category of things that people don't want to talk about when they're suffering from it as well yeah Um, i mean it's really awkward thing to talk about for for a lot of people um which I found out when I published the article, I got so many messages and some of them were from people in my life who I'm really close with and see every day who had always had this this symptom. I won't say they have it because they haven't explored it enough to achieve diagnosis, okay. but they had messaged me and said, oh my God, this is a thing. And like mm. I've been with them constantly, like all the time and they've just never mentioned it to me, but you know, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> it can make you feel just so awkward and so um not normal especially with the tampon element of it um throughout most of the people that i've spoke to are vaginismus and this is my own experience as well it's not the um like sexual dysfunction stigma around it that gives people a lot of shame a lot of people have said it's actually the tampon thing because if you're someone who has periods there's this kind of bullshit um, (laughs) that you use pads when you're a kid and then you switch to tampons when you're like a real woman which is a load of shite yeah (laughs) total bollock I'm allowed to swear oh yeah you swear (laughs) Um, and yeah unfortunately that's just something that's ingrained in us and um, yeah you'd be surprised how often the, the conversation of tampons and whether or not you use them comes up amongst um, cis women mm. and the amount of like or weird backlash you will get if you say you use pads or liners but obviously really? yeah you, you'd be surprised the kind of shame you get like 
even in the workplace like I've had to ask people if um, they've got a pad when a sudden period has arrived yeah and a colleague would be like no but I've got a tampon and I'll just kind of blankly say I don't use them and like the looks that you get and the comments and stuff and it was a massive thing in school as well if you weren't using tampons you were like frigid even though that's right it's not a sex toy it's yeah (laughs) it's a method of collecting blood it's like really (laughs) sexy actually um but yeah it's it's a, a massive thing um yeah you'd be surprised how common that actually is yeah wow but yeah, I, I fall into the category of personally, sex has not been difficult for me. And um, mm. the way I sort of describe it is that anything non-human will not go in. Um, oh, okay. So I can't use tampons and I can't use sex toys that are designed for internal um, right. stimulation. Um, and it's completely anxiety based for me. Um, it's okay. almost like as soon as I attempt it, I'm extremely aware of it and then nothing will happen and I can actually feel it just sort of going like um I don't even know how to describe it like I could just feel the walls closing in right okay that's really interesting so yeah no we like a bit TMI it's fine um (laughs) yeah so you don't experience that at all then with like sex with another person no um Not really. Uh, The one time where I've sort of had it come into play is I once had a panic attack in the middle of sex, which was really fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And the the guy who was um, on top of me, who was in missionary, just sort of immediately started like writhing in pain. So there's a a lot of going on at this point. And (laughs) as soon as I started panicking, my vagina basically like, constricted on him (laughs) Um, and that was yeah it happened fast as well it was literally like um someone had just shut the door yeah Yeah. oh my god i wonder what that felt like to him like Um, like, do you think you could have cut it off if you'd have like panicked enough yeah he was nice about it afterwards he was just kind of like you know trying to calm me down Yeah, yeah yeah he did say that it kind of just felt like um if you put a condom on that was too small, like, oh, like, okay. like, a, like a bubble around yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, shit, my dick's going to fall. <laughs> it was just sort of like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's happening? Um, it just, I definitely had visions of that horrible film that came out ages ago. Was it Teeth? Oh my God. Something where the, the woman's vagina was like, I wonder if it's based on. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a vaginismus, like, like, I can't even say it, vaginismus, like, awareness, uh, you know, <laughs> generating film. Maybe that's the actual, uh, yeah, the actual point behind Maybe. it. I've never seen it, but it was one of those films that people used to talk about all the time in secondary school. Yeah. Like, constantly. Yeah. Um, I feel so like you... I've seen it through. <laughs> yeah, through. yeah, yeah. So you, you can confirm then that vaginismus doesn't involve teeth in the vagina, right? No teeth. You're no doctor, but I feel like you know I'm enough not, about I'm not this. A <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't come across anyone yet who has uh, yeah. taken my teeth in there. Yeah. But. So it's it, it sounds quite similar to something I looked into um, on like a previous episode with um, erectile dysfunction in guys, um, and how that was sort of a um, primarily a mental health issue so it was very rare for there to be like a physical thing that was preventing guys from or people with penises from getting hard um 
it was yeah it was a mental health thing which sounds quite similar here right it, it sounds like especially with your experience of like it's it, it it happens when you have a panic attack during sex or when you try and put something non-human inside you which sounds like it's no like it's not like a physical thing right it's, it's an anxiety it's a mental health thing yeah at, at least for me and for most of the people that i've spoke to that's definitely been the case and i i know very little about erectile dysfunction but i do know a couple of guys who've had it and also felt really awful about it because they're like 20 but yeah. it has 100 percent been an anxiety thing you know it's happened during times that they're like not sure about their relationship or um things have been stressing them out at work yeah um yeah it's definitely i i suffered from it for a, a short amount of time and it was definitely that once i sort of realized it was a mental health thing i started um talking through it with my counselor and it was basically solved very quickly um yeah. I, which i i like i i'm very like up on you know mental health and stuff i get i've had like weekly counseling for years now so for me if something's like a mental health issue i'm like oh good because that means i can work on it uh but like not everyone yeah. has you know not everyone thinks that way because you know some people with mental health is terrifying for them to think about um so yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah um and especially just just for anything sort of sex related you know um and i can imagine someone you know if someone not being able to put something inside them then and you know that it's just it's just a snowball like you don't want to talk about it so you don't want to address it so you don't want to deal with the mental health aspects and it's just a big cycle you know absolutely yeah, yeah. i think i think men have a lot of shame around both sexual dysfunction and mental health so erectile dysfunction is in that kind of then right in the middle and so it's a place yeah. that they just really don't want to dig up or talk about but it's so worth it because a lot of the time it is kind of fixed two birds of one stone because they are the same thing yeah. my mom has always said and it's a really glamorous mom quote that <laughs> the genitals are just the brain like <laughs> <laughs> she has always told me if there's anything going on sex wise because like me and my mum are very close I always yeah. call her if I'm having some sort of sex weirdness sex issue yeah. and she's always like it's the brain it's never actually the vagina or mm. it's never actually yeah. the penis it's, it's, it's always up here and she's not a doctor either so <laughs> <laughs> maybe we shouldn't listen to her but <laughs> I definitely I, I can vouch for that though I, I think so with, with, yeah with my experience of like ED and um, and talking to people that have had you know well i guess which i now realize is prob was probably vaginismus um is yeah a, a lot of this stuff is is mental health and you have to be in the right place and if you're not then it's 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 good to you know address it um yeah. that's the thing and I, I bet i bet there are people listening to this that you know have you know have vaginas and have had trouble with this and have never even thought to talk to anyone about it because that's what that's what we're like yeah. right we don't want to talk about that stuff um so yeah i think it's it's interesting that you talk about like the links to anxiety and stuff like that and, and your mum would say that it's a brain thing um i think that's it's important to know that because yeah we, we those things are quite easily addressed as long as you can kind of get over the hurdle of you know talking to a therapist or you know yeah know, meditating or whatever so that fills me with hope but it would also fill a lot of people with terror i think <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I know a few people who have completely overcome vaginismus by um, just having talking therapy. So, um, I mean, it, it's hard to say whether that could definitely help because there are people that claim that they have it without anxieties. And yeah. I think for some people, when you're going into therapy, you have a surface level idea of what might be making you anxious. You might have something quite clear in your 
sort of current world that is obviously making you stressed yeah but for a lot of people it's so deeply embedded that they're, they're not sure where it came from i know a couple of people who've had vaginismus their entire lives have unfortunately never been able to have penetrative sex when they want to and they're not sure where it stems from but it's not like therapy is the be all or end all for vaginismus either because there are like other bits you can do and you can do them at home and you don't mm. necessarily need like a therapist or a specialist around you it's always nice to go and speak to one because they know what they're talking about um yeah. But yeah, there are just things you can do at home. In the article I wrote for Restless, I spoke to Gigi Engel, who um, I think has been on your podcast. Yeah, I know Gigi, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she just basically recommends CBD products. CBD. Okay. <laughs> um, loads and loads of loop, but specifically CBD loop because of the pain relief property that it has. Mm. And it's actually the only pain relief that's been tested on um, cis women as well. Okay. Mad. Like paracetamol hasn't even been right. What? <laughs> yeah. I learned that when I was working um, for day, the tampon company. Yeah. Um, I wrote something for them. And while we were chatting um, beforehand, they, yeah, the reason they use CBD, because um, a lot of period companies, these subscription packages where you can get like all the bits you need will send you painkillers like ibuprofen and paracetamol. Right. They've not actually ever been tested on women or on period pain or anything. Right. Um, you mean tested for periods, you mean? All women, either. Right. Hang on. Um, so, wait, what hasn't been tested? Painkillers, like paracetamol yeah. has been tested. Paracetamol was never trialed on uh, women. Really? Biological women, yeah. Oh, wow. Everything in this world is from them. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, there's this book, I think it's called Invisible Women, that's um, really upsetting and mind-blowing, but it basically teaches you that like literally everything in this world hasn't been tested on us. Like, right. Um, Seatbelts haven't been tested. Okay, right. Email crash oh, test dummies and stuff. Yeah, uh... it's mad. <laughs> That's a whole other <laughs> um, thing to get into on a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, CBD is really, really effective. And yeah, it's just a nice um, kind of uh, side bit that it's yeah. also actually been tested on women. Yeah. And men. Um, yeah. so anybody can use CBD for pain relief. And I guess it's just down to individual case, whether it works for you or not. Mm. And you can use it for all sorts of things as well. You can just use it to help you with anxiety, even if your genitals do work, which good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So that, I mean, it sounds like something that sort of, there's not much research on it, but there seems to be a few avenues people can go down, right? I guess yeah. the, fir the first step is to sort of, you know, not necessarily talk to people about it, but at least sort of accept that it might be something you're experiencing and, you know, start to look into it. And Yeah. Know, I think there definitely needs to be more research into it because it would be nice if the diagnostic route was a bit more clear. I don't know many people who haven't been self-diagnosed yeah. because you would you would be surprised how many GPs will just straight up tell you they haven't heard of it or yeah. that they um, are not sure how to diagnose it or they haven't got someone in that practice who can help with that. Um, mm. It's very messy. It's also an incredibly invasive um, diagnostic procedure if you do get there because it's essentially a screening, which a lot of people don't like going down. Um, yeah. I know loads of people who've just start 
started treating the symptoms without a diagnosis. But yeah, it, it would be nice if there was more research so that a diagnosis could be um, achieved because I think for some people, a diagnosis is kind of empowering to be able to put a word to what you have. Yeah, yeah, because if you've got a label on it, then you sort of know the next steps, I guess. Yeah, and then I think it's easier to get referrals to specialists and stuff because some people like to do pelvic floor exercises or mm -hmm. was, I guess it's like physiotherapy for your vagina. <laughs> but um, for me personally, I just started treating the symptoms once I knew what they were probably related to. Yeah. Um, and I know tons of people um, who have even met through the Vaginismus Network or just by talking with friends who have just started treating it themselves at home. And over the last few years, I've seen a lot of um, sex shops talking about it, which has been nice. Yeah. Um, Self and More and Shush Women's Store have both released like really, really pretty dilators. Oh, okay. You can get a dilator set. Um, they showed one of these in Sex Education, which was really cool, um, mm. where it's basically like... Um, things to insert in your vagina and they start off really really small and get bigger and bigger and it's supposed to help you be able to kind of open up yeah. and um train your vagina to be able to um accept penetration yeah but apparently if you get them from the gp they're like the most hideous looking things <laughs> you know like when you go on a plane and you get the earphones and they're just like the worst thing yeah. you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> it's apparently like <laughs> the vaginal equivalent of that oh, nice. it's like handed, just disgusting beige things like yeah beige it. plastic <laughs> yeah like i don't even want to put this on the ground let alone inside <laughs> my vagina <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple of sex shops like Self and More and um, Shush doing these really cool like pink ones and okay. yeah it might make you feel a bit more nice and definitely. yeah I could put that in my <laughs> vagina that's okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah I, personally I'd rather go for that avenue it's a bit yeah uh, a bit more money to spend but it's always nice spending a bit of money on sexy stuff for yourself. yeah <laughs> all right that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening it really really means a lot to me that you have got out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories <laughs> um if you like what we're doing go check us a follow on let's talk about sex jamie on instagram uh tell your friends about us leave a review on itunes all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end basically um yeah really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week love you bye <laughs>